Amen. Welcome, Pastor Todd, as he comes, as you continue to give. That's good, bud. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah, I watched with my own eyes Sunday night that, that young lady bring vulgarity into the waters and, and then watched our team hold her as she was praying in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that just like the Lord to be able to, in a moment, in a second, in a, just, a, just like that, and um, goes from chaos to peace, praying in the Spirit. And they flew all the way from California, Riverside. Um, I don't know how many, I don't know, that wasn't the only one, but there were several. I think it was beautiful. I'm sure they took advantage of the holiday weekend. But they came in torment. The, the father told me, as I was talking to him, that my daughter is controlled by a mocking spirit. And that's what attempted to happen on Sunday night, to mock, to contaminate, to um, stain, if you will. But our team, which have been trained so well, and they didn't panic, they didn't gasp, they didn't, you know, like, it, it was like, okay, devil, you're showing out. It's like a kid throwing a tantrum. Are you done? Now get back up. Go to your room. You know what I'm saying, right? That's how you deal with it. We're not going to overreact. We're just going to look at it and go, you done? Come out. So praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap for all the wonderful team members that were there and all of you that were praying, the folks that were in the chairs that were praying, that was significant, it mattered. That's why it's so important in real time, in real time, to, to bathe um, in prayer, those that are in the water. Amen. All right, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4 tonight. I want to uh, just spend a few moments continuing on uh, what I discussed on Sunday uh, morning. I want to talk a little bit about kindness. How many of you have... Um, been challenged with that in a, in a good way uh, this last three days of showing kindness to people, showing kindness to strangers and so forth. Raise your hand if that, that helped you and let's continue to uh, look for opportunities and ask God, Lord, show me who in this world that I'm going to be uh, around needs some words of encouragement. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4. I want to read verse 31, and we read it Sunday morning, and um, let's back up to verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And then verse 32 says what? It says to be kind to one another. Aren't you grateful that the Bible reminds us about the simplicities of life? We can get so, as any good coach always tells their team, whether it's soccer, whether it's baseball, whether it is football, uh, tennis, fundamentals. Remember the fundamentals. Do the fundamentals well. Master the fundamentals. 
And that's why in practice, a lot of times they keep doing the basic things. And players will complain, well, when are we going to do something more exciting? Well, when we master the fundamentals. Okay? That uh, you do it so much that you can't get it wrong. Right? You can't get it wrong. And it's just a discipline. It's a discipline. And we can become so spiritual at times that we forget the basics, the fundamentals. And your Bible identifies kindness as one of the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruits of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit. This is, this is what a Spirit-filled life looks like. You know, kindness, long-suffering, and, and those type of things that are mentioned there. Love. These are the fruit of the Spirit. This is the out, outgo of a Spirit-filled life. And you know, and I know, that we can speak in tongues and still be unkind. You do know that speaking in tongues is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's a result of being filled with the Spirit. Okay? It, it, it is what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you at the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost. But you know, again, as I do, that we can pray in tongues and then the next moment cuss somebody out. I mean, you shouldn't do that. I'm not giving you approval to do it, but that's a possibility. You, you know, we've done it. We've gone from praying in tongues and all of a sudden being angry. Okay. Yeah. So I love this that the Lord put us in remind uh, or reminds us in verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Uh, I want you to write a few things down. There are a hundred of little ways that we can... Um, can show kindness, okay? Um, but kindness, being a, a, a demonstrator of kindness, it, it's going to cost you. Sometimes it costs you more than others, right? And it's going to cost you convenience. It's going to cause you, as, uh, as, as Joel Crumpton talks about, crossing the chicken line. Because the enemy will mock you. The enemy will um, try to intimidate you and tell you you're going to make a fool out of yourself if you go up to that person and if you say something to them, they're going to think, why are you approaching me? You're weird. And so the enemy uses all types of techniques to keep us from showing kindness. All right? Uh, here and uh, show you a video in just a moment. So here is a way visiting or ways that visiting the elderly or visiting the lonely are ways that we that are younger, stronger, uh, can show kindness. Making a phone call to the discouraged. Write those down, if you will. All right, Visiting the sick, visiting the elderly, visiting the lonely, or calling the discouraged. Now, you may not know who's discouraged, but if you could ask the Lord today, Lord, I've got about 15 minutes for I have to be to work, or Lord, I've just got some downtime and... And, and you're maybe looking at Facebook, and you say, Lord, can you show me someone that I know that I can give a word of encouragement? It may be in your friend list, okay? It could be someone that the Lord just highlights to you, just kind of like a neon light just comes on over them, and, and, and that may be a way of the Lord signaling to you, hey, this person needs a word. So then you go to the message them and just say, hey, I just had a, I've just been thinking about you today, and I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Or, man, you're just an, an incredible mother. You're an incredible father. Uh, that may be the exact thing that they need at that exact moment. Uh, oftentimes on Sunday morning, I will 
I will highlight a pastor that comes to my mind and I'll just send him a text before he preaches. I said, just be bold as a lion this morning. You know, don't look at, don't look at the crowd numbers. Just, just be faithful or something like that. And, and they'll text me and they'll say, man, I needed that this morning. So please um, take advantage of that. Number three, if you're writing things down, doing favors. Everybody say doing favors. Another way is running errands for somebody else. Running errands for someone you know, especially for, you know, families, small children, and things are kind of chaotic and erratic, and maybe one's sick at the house. Maybe, hey, I'd love to run an errand for you, do something for you. Um, Next, um, giving to the needy is an opportunity, right? Is a way to express kindness. And another one, befriending the friendless. Befriending the friendless. Befriending the friendless. It should never be the case in a church for people to be friendless. And sometimes a body of believers can be a very lonely place. Where the devil highlights um, other groups and there you are alone. And the enemy can say and take advantage of the moment, nobody here loves you. Nobody here cares for you. And if you're not this certain type, is the same thing that happens in churches. And if at any place where that needs to be nullified, it ought to be the house of the Lord. Now, we gravitate toward people like us, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just human. That's just being a, a, a people. But we have to work hard on having eyes to see and talking, sitting next to, inviting over, or perhaps getting a cup of coffee could mean someone staying in the church and then someone leaving the church. We may not know this, but some people are giving the church one last opportunity because they've been burned before or they've been disappointed, frustrated. And, and, you know, and it's difficult to make every person, you know, have an optimum experience every time they're here. I understand that. But this may be their last opportunity. So on Sunday mornings, I believe, and Sunday nights, Wednesdays, whenever, we, I think we can be more disciplined to have um, an awareness, a depth of who needs, hey, come sit with me. Come be with me. Hey, let's, I want to get to know, tell me your story. And somebody just needs to tell a story. That's all they need to know that they matter. Okay. Um, And I think we do a great job at this, but I think we could be greater. We can be more aware of that, right? Have you ever seen that happen? I mean, you've been in a church and you go, man, I've been there and I've been there three weeks, six weeks. Nobody's talked to me. Nobody knows me. You know, evidently I don't drive the right kind of car. I don't have the right kind of clothes on. Maybe I'm not fitting in. You know how the devil plays that, right? Uh, You know, you're... You're too tall, you're too ugly, you're too this, you're too that. And, you, you know, you, so let's be aware of that. Befriending the friendless. I love what Proverbs 19.22 says. I want you to turn there. I've got a couple scriptures in Proverbs. Proverbs uh, 19, verse 22. Um, it says this. It says, the measure of a man is his kindness. Now, we measure... Mankind, men, too, uh, by their bank account, 
by their status, by the size, you know, of their home. You know, we gauge guys differently. But God looks at men differently. He says the measure of a man is his kindness. And not to leave the women out, Proverbs 31.26 says, so on both genders, two genders only, <laughs> kindness is, is a part of that, right? And so as the Lord looks at us tomorrow, this week, until Sunday, may He measure us by our kindness. And may our tongue, ladies, in it be the law of kindness. You see, kindness lasts. Kindness goes a second mile. Kindness goes out of its way to let other people know that they matter. And what they're walking through matters. And what they're encountering matters. Kindness lets them know it can be overcome. 1 Corinthians, very quickly, 13, 4. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. The Bible says love is patient. It says love is kind. Love is kind. Now, there are those who will take advantage of your kindness. And to those that manipulate and work us, be kind, but it's not inappropriate to say no. Being kind does not mean you're a pushover. There are other scriptures that we can talk about, servants and laying your life down and, and so forth, but kindness does not mean that you do whatever anybody asks for, of you. Kindness is not anything others should force you into. And being manipulated into kindness is not okay. So you need discernment, right? Don't misinterpret that kindness is, um, is always a yes. Sometimes the most kind thing that I can do for you is to be honest with you. Even though it may come across as harsh in a way or interpreted as harsh or come across as, um, you know, a knife, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Boom, it can, it can do that. Um, but kindness doesn't always look the same way. Sometimes I just need to be honest and say, here's, here's the real deal. Right. Right? And so don't think it's always a yeah. It may be a no. And it may be, here's the issue. But you walk them through that with love, non Threatening, tenderness, gentleness, right? And then the light bulb will come on and they'll go, wow, that's the best advice I've ever received. Not, maybe not at that moment, but in time. Thank you for being honest with me. Thank you for saying no. Right? Yeah. I came across a video the other day about kindness that I want to show you. And... 
I want you to, I want you to just watch it in, in, in a moment. Um, kindness is, is maybe one of the most powerful things on the earth. The more I look at it, the more I'm just studying and meditating on it. And I know this doesn't sound like a revival thing, but it may be one of the most revival things that I've talked about in some time because it's helping us stay centered in the, in the fact that, you know what? I can't be arrogant in this, in the middle of this. I can't be my way or the highway type approach. There are people with real feelings and real issues that I need to be aware of collectively. Mm-hmm. Colossians 3.12, as I get to the video in just a moment, write this scripture down, Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness. Ralph Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, said this, You cannot do a kindness too soon, for you never know how soon it will be too late. Watch this video. Turn the lights down, thanks. Thank you.
lost in thought for the rest of the day at the merchant's office. What if that woman had gotten in an, an angry driver earlier that morning or one who was impatient? What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once and driven away? On a quick review, I don't think I have done anything more important in all my life. I love that story. Sort of helps me allow life to make up its mind again. You need to remember that story. The times you will want to be anything but kind. Because it is so much easier to bear a grudge and hate in return or get back or get even. Hate destroys the vessel it's kept in. Revenge never healed a wound. There's one thing all of us have in common. We've been mistreated by somebody. Some of you have known abuse, misunderstanding. And all of this has a way of siphoning your tank of kindness. It can make you hard. And you can get on with hard. You, you can get along with it. In fact, some will even respect you more because you're tough. But I urge you not to be. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. When I'm truly free of revenge and bitterness, there is plenty of room in my heart left for kindness. And not until. Do what's right. Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with your God. I want to open up these all needs for just a moment. Kindness in all of us. To some degree. To some level. So I'm going to invite you, if you would like to, to spend with me a few moments just in prayer. I want Christ Fellowship Church to be a church of kindness. Our people, all of us. That they are the most kind people I've ever been around. That even bad people will see your good works and glorify God. So would you do that? If you would like to, let's spend just a few moments coming to the altar. Let us ask the Lord Jesus for strength to be kind, to repent if we need to. So let's do that if you would. Jim, if you would play for us and as we just seek the face of the Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. Father, I release upon our people today just the awareness of kindness. The awareness of kindness. Give us the strength. Open our eyes. Help us to be you. For you are kind. You are good. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. What an opportunity before us. The most amazing people on the planet. Have a great day. Love you so much. All right. Y'all have a great Wednesday, the rest of your evening. Love on someone before you go. Thank you guys.